Malachi chapter 1, starting in verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord, yet I love Jacob? I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness. And the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, the Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. We'll stop right there for our, uh, our text here this evening. If you would, bow your heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this book in the middle. We thank you, Lord, for this book written during the time, uh, right, the last book that we know of, Lord, in the Old Testament. Lord, I thank you. There are so many wonderful words and teachings that we need. I pray, Lord, help us here this evening. Give us the words that you would have us to speak. I pray, Lord, help the word of God to go deep into our hearts. Let us not be hearers of the word only, but help us to be doers of the word. And Lord, I pray, help us, oh God, not to deceive our own selves, but help us, dear Lord, to be truthful, to be true, and to be right with you. Come by, encourage your people. Help us, O oh God, to draw nigh unto you. Help us to be a bright, shining light in this dark, dark world, we pray. In your blessed, holy, righteous, wonderful, wonderful name, that name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Here we see in the very beginning this conversation that the Lord is having with Israel. Israel, huh? When we say Israel, we're not talking about Jacob. We're talking about the land and the, well, not even the land, but the people of Israel. And he's talking with them and he says, I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, where have ye Wherein hast thou loved us? Folks, we need to be careful when we are praying, Lord, I prayed you before help. Where are you at? How come I don't see my answer? Huh? That's about the same as what's going on here. You know? You love us. Well, why don't you show it? Why don't you bless us? Why don't you do more than what you're doing? Oh, it's so important for us not to... Uh, cross over this line of being disrespectful to our Lord and our Savior. Notice also here, he says, Was not Esau thy brother? Saith the Lord, yet I loved Jacob. Well, now God has no respect of persons. Yes, he does. I know that it's taught that we shouldn't. We are not supposed to have respect to persons. But God does. Yeah. 
He loved Jacob. The next verse said, I hated Esau. What? It wasn't because Esau would come around or something, but God knew what was going on in his heart. How many of you have ever seen those uh, that city that is built in the rocks? Huh? Uh, is on Petrus, the the land of Petrus. That's Edom, right there. That's them. They built their rocks. They built into them. Amen. Thinking that they would never be destroyed, and to be honest with you, for a long time they were. It might have been even during this particular time, but they, their pride and all, was come up, and the Lord saw it. And He is talking to Edom, and He's talking also to Israel, but mainly to Israel. Uh, they said, "They shall build up." But he said, I'll throw them down. Yes. Folks, you can't win over God. You might think you can, but you can't. You can't outsmart Him. You can't outrun Him. You can't hide from His vision. You can't uh, not hide to where uh, He can't know what you're doing. You can take kryptonite, youngins, or whatever. It'll have no effect on the Lord. But He sees us. And he knows our ways. He goes on and he's talking in verse 6. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? Where's my honor? I'm not quite sure what they teach children anymore. You know? But... Parents, you need to teach them to honor. Honor the elders. Honor the policemen. Oh, if more mothers would teach their children to honor the police and all that, where would it be? I think it might cut the, the police killing people in half, at least. Huh? Because they tell them, stay right there. Do this. And they don't. They don't. Still no reason to kill him. And so, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? There is a balance. And it's not always easy to find between fear and love. Sometimes, people that we love, they begin to take advantage because they know that uh, you know they can take advantage of you, but when it comes to the Lord, we need to love Him. Don't take for license that you can do stuff and just ask the Lord to forgive you later on. You may never have a little later on to to be able to ask the Lord to forgive you over. Amen. So we must always strive to do God's will and to give Him honor and to fear Him. It doesn't mean fear Him as a person, but fear being out of His will. Fear being uh, found with sin. Fear of displeasing the Lord because that's who we're trying to please is Jesus. And you might say, well, Jesus will forgive me. Well, He ran the, the money changers out, didn't He? 
with a whip. And then he goes on, he said, O priests that despise my name, and ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Why? Why would the Lord be saying that? Because at this particular time, by this time, the priests and all of them got to where they would not speak the name of Jehovah or Yahweh. They came up with these other ways of doing it. That's why you get, even in our Bible, Lord instead of Jehovah, huh? In, in, in our Bible. But here, the priests have despised using the name of the Lord. And he said, uh, Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contempt, uh, contemptible. It's spoiled. I talked to a man at the funeral yesterday. And... Uh, I said, so do you go to church? He said, no, but I still believe. No, but I still believe. That is the same statement as saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. Because when a person rejects the church, they are rejecting the Savior. They don't understand that. But the Bible clearly tells us not to forsake the assembling together as the manner of some is. We are to come together. Do churches have problems? Oh, yes. Amen. Is there times that it's a struggle? Oh, yes. But what better place, amen, to get help in understanding how to act and react toward others than in the house of God? Amen. <clears throat> So if Brother Jeff says, you need to be sweet to those people. You need to be nice to them. Huh? And you say, mm, I don't hardly want to be in the same building with them. Ah, the Lord's working on you. Because if they make it to heaven, will you be willing to sacrifice going to heaven so they could be there? And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now to thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? This sounds like Esau. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Cain. Offering the wrong. Thank you. Uh, offering the wrong type sacrifice. I'm just telling you how the way it is with preachers sometimes. I thank the Lord. I don't think I have that situation going on right now. But through the years, off and on through the years, we have people who would bring us vegetables and fruit that they couldn't sell anymore. Or other stuff, you know. And when they give it to us, they say, well, just, just clean it up a little bit. It's good. It is good. But the point is, when you bring an offering to God, I'm not God. I'm not saying I am. But to the house of God. 
Should not we bring the best that we have? And so the Lord is upset with that. And he said, he goes on, uh, and uh, I, he says, And now I pray you beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This hath been by your means. Will he regard your persons, saith the Lord of hosts? In other words, he's saying, you know, you're bringing all this and then you're asking, beseech God for us. The intercessor. Here, here's our sacrifice. Main, halt. Here, here's our sacrifice. Ask the Lord to be good to us. Come on. Here's my offering for the day. Come on. Ah, oh, the Lord will recognize me because I gave him an offering. No, he won't. No, he won't. And so he goes on. He said, Who is there even among you that would shut the doors for naught? Neither do ye kindle fire on mine altar for nothing. Amen. For naught. I have no pleasure in you, saith the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hand. Oh, I don't know about you, but I examine myself regularly. I want my hands to be clean when I lift them before God. I know, I know, and, and I tend toward saying that God will accept uh, praise from anybody, but oh, His Word says, if they don't have clean hands or a pure heart, He will not accept their offerings. And we, uh, in trying to be a witness to this world, in some ways we have... We've gotten a little lax on some of this and saying, well, you know, I catch myself with it even now. Well, you know, we, we, we're trying to be a witness. How do I... Brother Robert, got me in trouble this morning. And the Lord prompted me just then. Oh, help us, dear Lord. Five and eleven, and have no fruit. I'm sorry, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Right. We've got to fit that into our theology and understanding because that's a difficult verse. And I'm not going to try to fix it. If you want it fixed, you ask Brother Robert about the question there. <laughs> But anyway, where, where is it at? Where do we rebuke them? And then where do we try to witness to them? Huh? 
Where is the cutoff place? Where is this? And it's so important for us to be praying and seeking the Lord because only by the guidance and direction of the Holy Ghost can we understand where to do it and when to do it. Jesus went to the temple several times. I've already mentioned earlier that he, he run the, the money changers out twice in his ministry. Uh, twice. But he didn't do it every time he went there. Huh? They didn't change. We need to ask the Lord, give us wisdom. Help us, dear Lord. And then he goes on. He says, and for... From the rising of the sun even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Now remember, this is the last book, the last prophecy of the Old Testament. And so the New Testament's coming, and that's when the New Covenant is brought in. He's talking about that time coming. He said, but ye have profaned it in that ye say, the table of the Lord is polluted. And the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. I want you to get this picture now, okay? They're bringing offerings that are maimed and halt. They're bringing bad fruit, rotten bread with mold on it. And they're offering it to the Lord and they're putting it on his table. And then later on, they're stepping back and saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Well, it's contemptible because they have made it contemptible. Right. They are the ones. Amen. Oh, and so um, we should do all that we can to make sure that the house of the Lord is not contemptible in their eyes. Amen. And that we do what we can to be that witness and light and to bring good sacrifices. That means sacrifices of praise. Right. Amen. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Well, I just don't feel like it. Praise him anyways. Thank you. Huh? It was a little quiet this morning, except the young ones. Amen. Huh? Amen. And so. We do not need to pollute the house of God. Ye said also, Behold, what a weariness it is, and ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts, and ye brought that which was torn and lame, and the sick, thus have ye brought an offering. Should I accept this at your hand, saith the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver which haveth uh, in his flock a male and voweth a sacrifice unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Yeah. And now, O priest, 
Got the deer in the headlights. Come on. Come on. Preachers. People who do the stuff in the church. And now, O oh priest, this commandment is for you. If ye will not hear, if ye will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because ye do not lay it to heart. Folks, we may hear the word of God, and it doesn't matter how old we are, there are times we lapse back into things. Do not take things lightly. Amen. Accept the word of God for yourself. Amen. Pray about it. There have been times I prayed about things and I thought, Lord, this was for my neighbor over here. But when I got down and prayed earnestly about it, I found it was for me. And so he's saying, because ye lay, do not lay it to heart. He goes on, but I will corrupt your seed, spread dung upon your face. Huh? Even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. And ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. That's talking about those who are attached. Those who have set their hearts upon God. My covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me. And was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth. And, the, and iniquity was not found in his lips. Hello. Amen. He walked with me in peace and equity and did... Uh, turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge. They should seek the law at the, his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. Partial. Partial. I love y'all. I am trying, by the grace of God, not to be partial. Okay? I want you to understand that. I'm trying. It's not always easy, but I'm trying not to be partial. You see, it's so easy for us to defend our own and defend those. And I say this gently. There are times we have new people come in, visitors come in, people who want to be with us. Yes, they are. They got warts and, and carbuncles and all kind of things on them that need to be worked on and worked out. But we've got to let God work on those things. 
Give them time to grow. But there have been several that have been pushed out because of actions. Don't do that. We must not be uh, partial. We must be impartial. I cannot tell you. Oh, I'm meddling. How much time am I doing? We've had people come and tell me, I will not come back to church until you quit picking up them street children. How do you like that? They pay good money tithe. Sometimes a couple hundred dollars a week. Guess what? They left. I told them, that's the future. That's right. That's our burden. Amen. My brother-in-law, he was asked to take a church. He went over and started working in the neighborhoods. In the first couple of weeks, he was bringing in people that were not like the ones that were sitting in the pews before he came. And they told him, when you come up to people like you're bringing in, the Hispanics, the blacks, I don't know if there was any Orientals, said, when you come to them, just give them a track. Don't invite them to church. He left that church. Folks, folks, don't be partial. Don't be partial. And so, therefore have I also made you contemptible. Okay. He goes on right here. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved, and hath married the daughters, daughter of a strange God. The Lord will cut off that, the man that doeth this, the master, and the scholar, in other words, it doesn't matter your position, out of the tabernacles of Jacob, and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts. And this have ye done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, and with weeping and crying out, insomuch he regardeth not the offerings anymore. We call that in the South crocodile tears. Or receiveth it with goodwill at your hand. Yet ye say, Wherefore? In other words, why do we do this? Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. And ye did 
Did not he make one, yet have the residue of the Spirit? Wherefore, one, that he might seek a godly seed? Therefore, take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth putting away. For one covereth violence with his garment, and the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit, that ye deal not treacherously. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words, yet ye say, Wherein have we wearied him? When ye say, Every one that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in him, or where is the judgment of God? I almost don't want to stop. I didn't realize I was going to read the second chapter there. Y'all got time? I want to hear more? Huh? Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. This is talking about Jesus coming. Amen. And he's going to send a messenger before him. Here, this is the Lord speaking himself. And he's saying, I'm going to send the messenger before me. <clears throat> he said, but who may abide the day of his coming? Who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Huh? A refiner's fire. Elijah used to be in olden days to purify things, they would put it under heat. They call that the refiner's fire. And the only thing I know about fuller's soap is somebody told me when I was around 13 years old that if you put it under your armpits, it'll cause you to have a fever. <laughs> huh? And I wanted to skip school, and mom and dad said the only way I could do it is if I ran a fever. So I found me some of that, and I put it under there. And it works. But you know why it works? Because it makes you sick. <laughs> I wasn't sick before I put it underneath my arms, but afterwards I was sick. <laughs> Amen. God's word is true. His word is always true. And he wants to help us. But we've got to get beyond what we think of ourselves. I know, I know, I know. I remember growing up and all talking about a positive self-impression. We needed to have that. Well, I'll be honest with you. America's beyond that. Now we need to get uh, 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 some kind of heavyweight impression upon them to realize they're not so special. They are not gods. They did not create the economy. They did not create our country. They are not the ones that are making it great. Amen. Oh, we need revival. It said, He shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. Talking about the Lord. Talking about Jesus. He shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver 
that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. In these prophecies, some of these prophecies, uh, they go forth into the future. Some of them drop into when Jesus walked this earth and some of them continue on till He returns for His millennial reign. Amen? And so He, uh, he is saying that they uh, may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Remember the verse? Present your bodies present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and righteous before God which is your reasonable service. Amen. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment. I will be swift against the sorcerer and against the adulterers and against false swears and against those that oppose the hireling in his wages and the widow and the fatherless and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinance and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. This is the Lord speaking. Yeah. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for, I, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. And it's amazing to me here, he's talking about Israel, but that word nation at that particular place is the same word that is used for Gentile. Goy. Amen. Even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, uh, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open uh, you the, wait for it, sluice gates of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be uh, room enough to receive it. That word windows there actually means sluice gates. Amen. When they wanted to, to water a field, they'd go over to the sluice gate and they'd open it up and they'd let that water go through there. Huh? And so He will open that up for us. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground neither shall the vine cast her fruit before the time in the field saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed for ye, uh, for ye shall be a delightsome land saith the Lord. Then the Lord says your words have been stout against me. They've been strong. They've been hard saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, 
that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, and they that work wickedness, they're set up. Yea, uh, they that tempt God are even uh, delivered. Then they that fear the Lord, I preached from this part quite a bit. They that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. Oh, do you think upon his name? And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him, then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them, leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name, I hope y'all fear his name. Oh, I hope you fear his name. I love him. Amen. And I... And I have good confidence he's going to keep what I got. But oh, I fear crossing, sinning, stepping out of the way. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Amen. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of a stall. Amen. And, uh, and ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes. Notice that. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in that day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I command unto him in Horeb for all Israel and the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Part of that is fulfilled. And part of that is yet to be fulfilled. Amen. Teresa, come. There's so much that we, we can get a hold of here. We need to pay attention to it. Oh, let me tell you something. If you would dig down. Huh? How many of y'all know how to dig down in a verse? That means look up the definition of the word. It means to uh, uh, read the different commentators that you might have available and what they think. Then pray about it. Then uh, run the uh, treasury of scriptural knowledge verses out on it. Huh? Do you know what I'm talking about there? Be able to see where other verses in the Word of God come about. And this is rich. This is a full book. 
It is a book that is warning us, but yet encouraging us to hold on to the right, to not cross over into the sins of today. Amen. For the sins that he is describing in this work, right here in this book of Malachi, is going on right now. And we need to pray. We need to fear. And we need the wisdom of God to know when to stand and when to hug. Huh? When to stand, when to hug. We need that wisdom. And like I said, Brother Robert can give you the answer on all that. So how'd you hold up? I love that little book. I'll be honest with you, I go back to it over and over and over again. I love it. Because I especially like that part where it says, Then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And He wrote it in the book of remembrance. And you don't think the Lord pays any attention to you. Have you ever wondered why when you start talking about the Lord to others, how you begin to feel warm inside and feel the Spirit of the Lord? It's because He's he's stepped back. And He's there with you. And He's listening. And He's writing. Is there anything in the book that he's written about you? I hope so. I'm trying to do my best to talk about him, to encourage others, and to try to help. The Lord is our help. And in the end, I remember Brother Butler so well. He could say something and the folks in the church would do it. Most of us. Sometimes it may not even be really scriptural, but he'd say something and we'd try to do it. Huh? It's just the way it was. I remember when I first started the church, I thought that's the way it was going to be. That ain't the way churches are today. But you know, I want to be yielding to Him. I want that ear to be open so that I can hear that still small voice. And I want to go forward. I want to do His will. And I want to be a help to as many as I can along the way. Come, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Amen. Whatever part of the scripture that convicted you or you said you didn't like, that's the part you need to come pray about. Come, let's pray.
Oh, uh-huh.